There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today marks the 35th anniversary of Vanessa Williams' debut album, The Right Stuff, on June 6, 1988. We spoke in 2019 for the A Capital Fourth concert in D.C., breaking down her biggest hits from Colors of the Wind to Save the Best for Last. Miss Williams, Hello. thanks so much for taking the time to join us. No problem. Obviously, we're talking the, the annual Capitol Fourth on the West Lawn of the Capitol. Um, is this your first time participating in it, or have you been in previous years? No, I've done uh, my second Capitol Fourth, and my and I've done the Memorial Day twice. I've done Capitol Christmas, so uh, <laughs> um, uh, and again, it's always a pleasure to sing with the National Symphony Orchestra, which I just did uh, two nights at the Kennedy Center. Uh, last May, uh, so it's uh, I've been in DC a lot recently, but uh, it's always um, it, it's definitely a pleasure and lovely to spend the Fourth of July um, with that amazing view of the Capitol and the beautiful sounds of the orchestra behind me. Yeah, you sounds like you're pretty well acclimated every chance you get. What is it you think that if you had to put a, your finger on it that keeps you coming back? Is it just singing out over with the monuments behind you? Or? Uh, well, it's an honor. Um, and, you know, I've been, geez, uh, out here for over 35 years. So I've, I've not only, you know, sang with uh, uh, symphonies behind me in the um, with the National Symphony, but, you know, I've sung uh, part of uh, USO uh, tours. I've I've sung on, uh, you know, the anthem on uh, USS Carriers. So, you know, it's it's one of the honors as an American. It's one of those things that I'm always honored to be asked to do. And um, luckily I can say yes this year, and, and, and it's a pleasure. I know you don't want to spoil it entirely, but what exactly are you going to be performing for us at the show itself? I'm doing America the Beautiful, uh, a, an arrangement done by my my dear friend Rob Mathis, um, and uh, it's you know obviously it's one of our our traditional songs, and uh, um, uh, again it's it's last time I I think I did uh, a song with um, Elmo, so this this year I'm I'm solo. <laughs> The orchestra, but uh, you know, it's again, it's one of those things that um, I've done it. You know, frequently, it's a wonderful, it's wonderfully run. It's outdoors. People, uh, you know, bring their families on the lawn. My my mom's driving down with a couple of my cousins and stuff. So uh, it's almost like America's picnic. It's one of those really um, traditional things, and then everyone gets a chance to turn on the TV and see 
the fireworks if if they're not you know watching it uh, live somewhere. Uh, so it's it's a tradition for me, and it, it makes me feel wonderful. You mentioned Elmo. Didn't I read that they're doing some sort of Sesame Street 50th anniversary celebration? Do you know anything about that this year? I think Elmo's going to be a part. I don't know whether Elmo particularly, but yes, I, I heard they're part of the lineup. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I won't be singing with him this year, but I, I did about, oh boy, it had to be at least uh, 10, 10, 10, 11 years ago that I sang with Elmo before. Tell me about, I know our fans, while we have you on here, they're going to want to know about, particularly my wife wanted me to ask you about the Colors of the Wind song. I love your your cover of that with the Pocahontas. Tell me about how Disney tapped you to, to come in on that one and how much of a joy it was singing that, because I feel like that's, it was way ahead of its time. Well, um, uh, that was, we did that back in, um, geez, 95, uh, and yeah. that was when Pocahontas was uh, uh, a, a Disney hit, and um you know, I just come off um, a huge run with Save the Best for Last, and uh, was working on uh, the, the the sweetest days. And um, uh, ballads were uh, my my big my big thing. And just came off Broadway doing Kiss of the Spider Woman when I got the call to do uh, Colors of the Wind. So, um, you know, it, Disney is one of those franchises, and particularly their their movies are stand the test of time and uh, I've seen uh, you know did did Colors of the Wind and I've seen it in many dance performances over the years and uh, a lot of recreation so it's it's an honor to have that as part of my uh, my my lineup and uh, and every time I I sing it in front of an audience a lot of people are singing along it's kind of like karaoke time Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And you mentioned Save the Best for Last, but can you try to transport us back? Where were you when that song slid across your desk and you're like, oh my God, I have to record just knowing, wow, this is going to blow up my career? Well, back in the day, you know, we had cassettes, so that that came across my uh, uh, when I was working with my uh, label head at Eckstein uh, back in uh, the late '80s, uh, early '90s. Um, uh, the Comfort Zone album came out in '91, so we cut most of those things uh, in '89 and '90. And uh, when I listened to it, I was like, "Wow, that's a beautiful melody!" And uh, I said, "Well, I'm surprised that nobody." Um, you know, nobody snatched this up. Uh, and I, it was one of those haunting melodies that I said, okay, I didn't think it was going to be a gigantic hit like it was, but I knew that I liked it. And after it ended up being, um, you know, number one for six weeks straight in a row, which was phenomenal and, and was nominated for a, a whole bunch of stuff, um, 
I, I found out later that uh, they had actually, uh, I guess the A&R person had given it to that Midler who turned it down. I think Streisand also as well turned it down too. And I was like, well, um, I'm glad, I'm glad I got it uh, uh, from from my A&R. Um, uh, Ed heard it and I heard it as a hit and. Uh, Lucky to be able to, to put my magic on it. And when we went to, um, I did most of my um, recording. Uh, Keith Thomas was the producer for that, and we did it in, in uh, Franklin, Tennessee. And uh, it was one of those that you know, it it, it was uh, uh, one of those one take songs where you just kind of feel it and tell a story. And uh, again, I knew that it felt uh, wonderful in the studio, but I had no idea how big that song would actually become. <laughs> Absolutely. And before any of that, before any of your hit songs, I, I think you initially, yeah, right, you gave fame. I think you, weren't you the first African-American to win Miss America back in the 80s? Yeah, um, years? in 20, yeah, in, in yeah. September of 1983, yeah. Yeah, so all these decades later, looking back at that, you know, we've seen a black president. We've seen, you know, so many things come about. But, you know, I don't know. What is it? What's your legacy looking back on that now? Do you take pride in that? Yeah, well, growing up in, in New York, I was, uh, you know, at Syracuse as a musical theater major. So my, my goal was to be on Broadway. And I had no uh, idea that I'd ever be a beauty queen or, uh, you know, make, um, uh, be a trailblazer as a first uh, uh, black Miss America. Uh, and it kind of happened as... Uh, uh, kind of happenstance, uh, getting scholarship money. And, uh, you know, I knew that I was going to be, you know, I was a musical theater major, so I knew that I could sing, dance, and act, and just a matter of what song I was going to sing, and it ended up happening all within uh, six months. So, uh, you know, at 20 years old, uh, and looking back now at 56, uh, it's just amazing how crazy life is and how, uh, Life can take you places where you never thought possible, and um, not only did I become a star on Broadway, but I got a chance to be a recording artist and uh, television and 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 uh, movie actress and uh, fashion designer and author and all kinds of things that all came about uh, because of uh, uh, you know my determination at, at at 20 years old. So uh, yeah, looking back. Um, it's just amazing how you can never predict where life will bring you. Absolutely. Um, and final question, we'll keep it quick. I got to know, just real quick, how much fun was it shooting Ugly Betty? And oh, I loved, I loved Ugly Betty. I had a great time for our four years that uh, we well, that show ran. Uh, we did the first two years in L.A. and the first the, the last two years in New York, and uh, it was a crazy talented cast. It was almost like doing a... Uh, a movie or a play every week, every episode uh, was uh, a joy and just pushed every kind of limit. And Wilhelmina Slater, the, the character I played, was deliciously uh, unpredictable and, uh, and and a real joy to to have so much fun uh, playing such a dastardly, uh, ambitious woman. Awesome. Well, Vanessa Williams on WTOP, thank you so much. You've been generous with your time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.